David Dane. Welcome to Natural Health Dialogue. This is the last episode in our series on good oral health, but it's going to be about animals, okay, your pets. Now, how does that relate? Well, our pets give us good, positive, emotional feelings and and all of that, and they help our overall health in, in a lot of ways. And, you know, they have teeth, too, so let's talk about pet dental health. Randy, what are you going to talk to uh, tell us today? Absolutely. Uh, most of us have pets and we care for our pets and everybody talks about having doggy breath or something like that. Uh, remember that breath is produced by bacteria. Right. And so uh, you do want to do something to help your dog uh, in his, in his uh, dental health as well. Especially if you're in the habit of kissing your dog on the lips. Yeah, and I know people that do that. That's <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not for me. Uh, this uh, uh, One thing that we may not have mentioned to most of our uh, listeners is uh, the uh, the podcasts are about 10 minutes long. We try to keep them to right at 10 mm-hmm. minutes, give or take a minute. Uh, but we uh, also have in each one of these, they're paralleled with a, uh, a blog that may be significantly longer than that. Right. Those are usually a page or two long. And if, you, uh, have, if you've found our, our podcast right above that, you can see that there are blogs and you can go to those blogs. Sure. I, I mention that because this particular blog was written by, uh, by Jolene Griffiths, who's not here with me today, mm-hmm. uh, but she likes to do lots of research. And there's about a five-page blog that goes into a whole lot more detail about pet dental care uh, than we're going to cover today. So if you want to get a great explanation of uh, the profession of dental uh, progression, excuse me, the progression of dental uh, ailments, then you can read that blog that goes along with that. I'm going to kind of give you a little bit of an uh, overview of some of the the things uh, that are in here today. Uh, it's about holistic animal dental care, and mm. holistic always means for us the whole amount. Uh, holistic health is all about health. Mm-hmm. Holistic pet care or dental, pet dental care, we're talking about the whole pet and taking care of the whole pet. And um, and that, that holistic care includes diet, exercise, grooming, uh, shoeing of the uh, horses mm-hmm. and things, parasite control, but it also can co- includes tooth uh, care. And most people are aware that animal dental care uh, is just as important as other types of health prevention. Um, Tooth uh, care is a large portion of a happy long life of somebody's pet. Mm -hmm. And we don't do a lot to take care of that pet care. Um, Well, I give them a chewy. Uh, you give them a chewy, which helps to break off a little bit of the tartar. But by the time you've gotten to tartar, you've already caused problems. Mm. Uh, you want to get rid of the bacteria long before it develops into tartar, which then becomes uh, all the way up to periodontal disease. And um, and so and and remember that the pet's diet is mostly a, a raw natural diet, uh, which means that the raw stuff that they have, the the uh, the parasites haven't even been cleaned out of it. Um, mm. Even good quality. Uh, pet foods are, are going to be some raw foods, and those raw foods are going to stay in the bags for a while. There's going to be some bacteria in there. And the progression of uh, periodontal disease uh, is supported uh, by poor uh, tooth care. Uh, it mm. starts when bacteria uh, combine with the food particles to form plaque, and then the plaque uh, within days take with the minerals that are in the saliva and uh, form it into tartar. And then the tartar is a hard substance that adheres to the teeth and uh, produces even more bacteria that causes to work on the gums and on the and it ends up promoting uh, or promoting gingivitis and inflammation, 
utterly you end up with periodontal disease Mm -hmm. and uh, we want to try to get rid of as much of that as we can absolutely Uh, ultimately uh, research also shows that uh, uh, dysbiosis in the plaque that just means the bad bacteria not the plaque itself is the cause for much of the problem and there are many many causes for dysbiosis uh, in, in pets as well as in humans but some of those things are the antibiotics that we give to them. You know, we, we in humans, uh, if we take an antibiotic, we try to balance it then with a probiotic. Mm-hmm. I don't know of anybody that's giving probiotics to their animals. So once they get an antibiotic, it gets rid of their good bacteria they have trouble in, they have a, a, a poor diet, or they give them drugs or chemicals. We give our, uh, we take our pets to the den- uh, to the uh, veterinarian as much as we take ourselves to the doctor these right. days. And so when they get some of those drugs and and um, that, that causes uh, dysbiosis as well. And then uh, processed diets. Very few of our pets eat fruits and vegetables. Uh, I've seen a few of them that chew on them a little bit, but, but it's mostly uh, things that are in a bag or things that are in a can. Right. And so those can often be a very poor diet. And um, there are some dog breeds or cat breeds or animal breeds that are worse about their dental care than, than others. Mm-hmm. Uh, and think about it. Uh, let's look at a bulldog. Big jowls, lots of pockets inside the mouth, uh, Ooh, yeah. tiny teeth that are kind of set back, a big tongue, uh, a lot of room in there, moist and dark all the time. Uh, it's the primary breeding ground for bacteria. And unlike us, we don't brush our dog's teeth we may give them a chewy and say here this will do the brushing for you but that would be right. like you taking a, a gummy and chewing it and saying well that's going to be in place of my brushing my teeth it doesn't work it just doesn't work uh, there is a school of thought that says that if you'll start when a when a uh, when a pet is a puppy or a kitty cat a little bitty one and you start playing with them a little toothbrush a little bit and you put it in their mouth and you may put a little bit of a tasty toothpaste on there mm. you can get them to where they actually like the taste of the of the the paste in their mouth and so uh the idea would be that you'd you train them from very, very early ages to allow you to ever once in a while brush their teeth. Mm. And so you get rid of a lot of that bacteria. But if you're not going to do that, the best thing you've got is some kind of a spray that's an antibacterial that you can spray into their mouths if you can get them trained to let you do that. Mm-hmm. Or you can give them uh, antibiotic uh, chewies of some kind, not just chewies that will knock the plaque off or the mm-hmm. tartar off once it's already developed, but a chewy that has a little bit of an antibiotic in it that mm-hmm. will help to, or has a probiotic in it that'll help to fight those uh, those diseases as well. Okay. So uh, uh, start early and try to train your pet to let you uh, do the brushing Take the chewies that have the antibiotics or the probiotics in them and do things or, or, or sprays. Let them spray something. Let them get them to where they'll let you spray something in their mouth that'll help with that as That's well. That's a great idea. Obviously, just like in humans, that biome between the, the rest of their body and the, and the mouth, uh, the gut, is, is a factor. Mm-hmm. And so if, if you're not going to um, uh, take care of them uh, in a way that – takes care of their teeth, then you're, uh, I read an article one time, I think it's referenced somewhere here in this blog, uh, but I read an article that says that by the time any pet is three years old, they already have tooth and gum damage and Mm. disease. 
And this we, is important. Yeah, it is important. If you want to have a long, healthy life for your pet, you don't want your pet to always be getting sick, uh, dying early, and those kinds of things. Uh, you need to make sure that you're taking care of what they eat, how they eat, and what's put into their mouth. And so you want to you want to uh, uh, train them to do those kinds of things. I also listed some natural things that you can put in the, in there to uh, uh, to help them at their diet. If you want to put something in their mouth, grapefruit seed extracts or antibacterial and antiviral, uh, neem oil, thyme oil, peppermint oil, mm. <clears throat> aloe vera helps to get rid of a lot of the bacteria. It's also used as a, a, a base in many of the gels and things that we can use for our pets and for tissue healing. Uh, colloidal silver. Silver kills bacteria and, uh, and virus on contact. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with taking a teaspoonful of, of uh, uh, colloidal silver and sticking that in their mouths. It tastes like water. They won't mm-hmm. reject it at all. Or pour a little bit of it in their water that they're drinking. And while they're drinking their water, they're going to get some, some of a, that as well. Such a great general, general use product, colloidal silver. Exactly. It's, and it's great for our pets as well. So the same kinds of things like that that we use for us we can use for our pets. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the, the main thing, if I, if I had to make a, a closing statement, and we're about at the end of our time, uh, is that just remember that our pets eat the same things in many cases that we do, but more of the, uh, the, the, the diet that's in a package or that's in a can. Mm-hmm. It's stuff that's mostly raw or it's not cooked anyway, so we don't cook out a lot of the uh, uh, the bad bacteria and stuff that may may be present in there. Right. Uh, remember that they need a little extra care uh, for their dental hygiene, and you don't want just like you don't want to play with a pet that's breathing bad breath on you. Yeah. Remember that if he's breathing bad breath on you, he's upsetting his whole biome as well. So work on his biome. All right, good word, Randy, and we'll see you again next month. Amen. Have a good have good health. 